702 presents the Locked and Down podcast with Cindy Paluta in association with the South African Depression and Anxiety Group because help is at hand. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening from me, Cindy Paluta, wherever you might be in the world listening to this Locked and Down podcast right now. As the world starts to slowly come out of this lockdown cocoon, there are still restrictions in place, and life is definitely not back to complete freedom and normality. There's a sense that something is constantly hanging over us. In South Africa, we're free to buy alcohol, but we can't go to the hairdresser or the gym, and we can't buy cigarettes. And while most of us understand the rules and regulations, there are times when we simply don't. This leads to heavy feelings of anger and resentment and frustration, particularly for those of us who are forced to work from home. I recently received a message from a woman named Katlejo, whose manager had told her to take a week's leave during this time. The company was just trying to manage their system, so when life goes back to normal and the workload was intense, she didn't take leave then. She's interpreted this as, well, if the company can have me take a week's leave, I'm obviously not doing a good job and I'm pretty much worthless. So today I've called on Desi Tsoneva, a clinical psychologist, to help us with these overwhelming feelings of worthlessness and anger that have started to creep in. Thank you again, Des, for joining me this morning. Thanks, Cindy. Let's jump right in. I'll be honest and say I've been doing my job from home. And while I am delivering everything that's expected from my side, I'm obviously not able to go over and above. And that's kind of what I'm used to doing. So I'm starting to question my role like in society in general, how important my work actually is. Are these normal thoughts to be having right now? Yeah, super normal. Everything's changed. We're adjusting to so many changes at once. If you think about it, it's stressful to just change jobs, lose a job, get into a new relationship, go through a breakup, move house. And now we're kind of challenged on multiple levels. And the other thing I was thinking about is that we get a lot of our validation and our sense of purpose externally, right? So we we worry about what company we work for, what position we hold, how much we get paid, whether we get asked to do the important things. So this is really going to be a challenge for us to maybe shift that balance a little bit and look inside for some value for your own assessment of what is your worth? Where do you gain worth in your life? Is it only through your work? Is it only if other people confirm that? Do you have a sense of pride in yourself when you do something or don't do something? Do work extra hours? And are there other places? I mean, are there other meaningful, significant parts of your life that add value, add worth, add to you feeling good about being alive? So I guess it's a mix of emotions then, because exactly what you've said, so many people place who they are on what they do for a living. And so Mm -hmm. you could be feeling like, why isn't my company seeing me as valuable enough to keep me at home, you know, and protected? So if you're in the office, you could be thinking, well, why aren't they keeping me at home? I should be home and protected. While there are some that are at home feeling like, well, why isn't my company taking me back? Why is it okay for me to be at home and not needed in the office? Mm, It's such a complicated thing because we're, I guess, conditioned or, or we grow up in the society that leads us to believe that's how it works. So you grow up, you have to get good grades, you've got to get into varsity, then you compete for jobs. And then we kind of are, I guess, socialized to talk about what positions we hold, whether we've had promotions, what we earn. And so it's all, I mean, you know, we can't help it. So it's actually work to remind ourselves about these things and that they're just structures that we can question, that we can think about, talk about in a different way, and also not to um, jump to conclusions about what 
it means about you personally in a work context because there are so many things going on and we try to assess what this means about me. Um, But if we think about it, there are so many other things going on and especially in terms of a business in the middle of a crisis. There are finances, there are plans around staffing issues. You know, there's just, there's so much that it could be about besides about our own value. So just to bear that in mind and, and, and remind ourselves when we get lost a bit. And it's also those people who, I mean, who are, who are self-employed um, and mm-hmm. anger and sadness, like over the mm-hmm. uncertainty of our future. A lot of us feel like our hands are tied um, at being able to work physically. I can work physically, but I'm mm-hmm. being held back by these rules and regulations. And it's almost causing like an anxious anger. It's an awful feeling, hey? It's like mm, it's, it's a terrible, 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 terrible thing. <laughs> and sometimes you, we swing, I think. We swing between anxiety of what we see, what we hear about, this unprecedented time that we're in, and then we get angry. And maybe it's easier to feel angry because I guess anger motivates us. It makes us feel like we can do something or even identify a bad guy. So it makes us point a finger and go, it's your fault. But, you know, it's not that simple. And we know that. Um, It's very terrifying to sit in fear all the time. And it's scary when we're self-employed to have to make decisions that don't have clear answers. So how do we decide what is an adequate amount of risk? How do we decide if we want to take this risk? Because nothing could happen or we could get ill or somebody else could get ill. There's so much wrapped up in it. It's overwhelming. And maybe sometimes when we get to a certain stage of fear that's just too much, we can switch and get angry and look at someone to blame. Almost like grief, you know, when somebody Mm. passes away and it's unexplainable and it might be no one's fault. We do get moments where we're angry because we just can't bear the way things really are. And I guess in that moment of anger, you actually have to be so careful at who you're lashing out at because you might lash out at your partner and say, well, if you hadn't told me to go out on my own and do my job myself, we wouldn't be in this position where actually your partner is not the bad guy. COVID-19 is the bad guy, Mm -hmm. right? And it's very easy also to, I mean, we live in a society where yes, we should question government and all the decisions and laws around it, but it's also very easy to blame government. But COVID-19 is to blame. And so it's very hard to blame a bad guy that is, you can't touch him and you can't do anything about him, Mm. right? And you can't Mm. take action against him. It's so frustrating. Exactly. That's very, very hard when there's a lack of place to lay the blame. No one can take accountability for it. There's no place we can go, well, it's your fault. And people try, whether it's medical professionals, China, the government, um, people get angry at different things. But at the end of the day, I guess we are all lost. We're all trying to figure it out. There's no one way to do it, one clear way to do it. And that is overwhelming. That's scary. So we move away from that awareness and channel it into anger. If only you did that, because it's simpler. If only you didn't tell me to go out and be self-employed, I wouldn't be in this position. But that's not really the truth. So that's exactly my next question, because you said like there's no, I really do feel sorry for psychologists and therapists at this time, because firstly, you've never ever had to um, counsel people through this kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And then secondly, sometimes you just don't have the answers. So how could you manage, what would you say to people? you know, a, a way to, to tackle this lockdown anger, because no doubt it will, it can lead to chronic stress and anxiety and maybe even depression. It's okay to be angry. I mean, of course, we're angry when reality is harsh. We're facing adversity. A lot of people are suffering. We don't know what to do. It, it, we're in a fix. So you're going to feel angry, sad, scared, 
mix of things. Some days will feel nice. Maybe that you can take things a bit slower. So don't try not to be impulsive when you feel the anger, when you feel the fear, when you, you're just bursting, try and, and channel it into something that can kind of get it out and allow you to get to a calmer space in which you can think about what you want to do. So you're angry at your boss about telling you to stay home for the next month or cutting your pay or that's understandable that you're angry because it has a bad impact on you. So go and exercise intensely, punch a pillow, you know, um, go for a run, get some of that intensity of anger under control or just at least reduce it so that you're not acting from a place that will be impulsive if our emotions are raging. And then you can think about it, right? So what, what's going on? My salary is being cut. Why is it being cut? Because we're in a pandemic and there are difficulties and what am I angry about because my colleague got only this much cut and I got more or think it through, allow yourself time to think it through in a calmer space and then chat to loved ones, go to therapy, exercise. Um, you know, there are so many ways that we can soothe our emotions. There's tons online. I mean, I, I struggle to think of all the things that I can tell you because it's so much. <laughs> But just to encourage people to to look that up, to look up help, to speak to loved ones, to just not sit with it and then expect it to go away on its own because it won't. Just a curveball, quick. Uh, how do we start to validate ourselves just very briefly? Because, you know, we could say, well, start looking at what value you add besides who you are at work. How do we start to find our value of who we are? That's a great question. And I know, <laughs> and I know yeah. this is only a 10-minute podcast. We probably need an hour to find your value of who you well, are. Um, you know, maybe I can point people to read a little bit more about existential philosophy because it's something that I love. And I think in terms of meaning, in terms of purpose, that we can get to decide that. So I want to answer it quickly in two ways. One is, what do you feel your boss doesn't recognize about you? Obviously, those are the things you're proud of. So why does it have to be that somebody has to see it in order for it to be real or valued within you? If you feel your boss is overlooking this, these are important things that you add, obviously. These are meaningful things to you. So a way to validate that for yourself would be to, to kind of, instead of saying he's, he's so mean, he doesn't see that, or to say, you know what, I give a lot, I work overtime, I'm really passionate, I feel like I add so, so much value, I wish he would see it. But, he, you know, whether he does or he doesn't, I've got that. Whether he acknowledges it or not, it doesn't take it away from me. And then meaning and purpose is just what means something to you in terms of living? What do you want your life to be about? What gives you that like, rewarding feeling? Is it a Sunday lunch with family? Is it when you help somebody else? Is it being a parent? Is it that you look after your body really well? Is it that you contribute in other ways to society? I mean, there's so much that can have meaning. So look for it. The things that kind of make you happy to be alive or make you like lose time because you love this so much, whatever it is you're doing. Look for those things. You've triggered a moment in me that I read online, which um, I actually meant to do at the beginning of lockdown ages ago, was to write down as morbid as it sounds, my own eulogy what I would love people to say about me at my funeral and then kind of like live for those, those values. Because it makes you think about it. It makes you think how you can live on purpose, deliberately with intent rather than just be thrown around. And this is what I guess in some ways lockdown has given us. We're no longer thrown around by external things. We, there's, we're slower and we get to decide a lot of that. So now it's a lot of it's internally driven. 
Once again, thank you so much, Desi Tsoneva, um, for joining me today. And how can people reach you personally if they want to get hold of you? They're welcome to go to novapsych.co.za. Uh, all the details are on there. And it's my pleasure, Cindy. If you are listening to this podcast right now and it does all seem to be too much, remember the South African Depression and Anxiety Group is only a phone call away. You can call them on 0800-456-789. They have a team of counsellors on hand to help you through all of this. From me, Cindy Paluta, thank you again for listening. Be kind to yourself and stay safe. Help is at hand oh. during this lockdown. Call SADAC between 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. on 0800-567-789 or visit sadag.org before it's too late. For more episodes of the Locked and Down podcast, visit lifepodcasts.fm.